0: Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95.
1: Let's talk business with Ford Lease. Hassle-free vehicle leasing. Search Ford Lease to find out more. Now, the issue of teens and pre-teens causing havoc in communities has been raised a number of times on this show following incidents in various parts, including in Abbeyfield in County Limerick. And here's a sample of some contributions over the last few weeks.
2: There are young groups of people going around, lawless around the towns of Ireland. Not every feed alone, but they're going lawless. And again, we can choose to ignore. The Garda I don't blame the, the Garda Chikana here. They have to take some responsibility, by the way. The very same is politicians have to take responsibility. And I will take responsibility if we need it. But it's about bloody time that the local authorities, the Garda and the senior members of the political system sit down and stand up and be counted for. Because in my opinion, we're closing the blind eye to this long enough. This isn't good practice. When it comes to working with young people, we need to communicate with them really well and we need to let them know where they're going wrong. We do not need to punish them in this kind of way because it doesn't work. Studies have always shown that restorative justice is better. Involving all sections of the community is the key in making a better community. There's a big distinction between those who are 12 to 16, 17 to 18, and those who are adults, and you're into different legal frameworks and everything for the different groups. But if we take the age group of 12 to 16, which actually often can be the most problematic age group um, at the moment, and really since last March, you're looking at a scenario where the structural supports that are used to, to prevent against antisocial behaviour are largely gone. So the hard structural support there is really the school system. Um, and that's why we have so many services that struggle and that really try to keep kids in the school system, even, even if it, it isn't in the conventional school system. It may be in systems like youth reach, etc. And around that school system, then, you have a lot of soft support. So these are things, diversionary activities, which we call them. So these are things like sports. These are things like amenities, activities and all that. And during the generation period in Limerick, huge investment was put into building up layers and layers of those activities and there was very clear evidence at the time that it did actually have a significant and positive impact on antisocial behaviour if we look at things like the amount of of kids who are going into diversion schemes but also the the amount of kids in the 12 to 18 category who are ending up at the really serious end of the spectrum in terms of transgression, vastly reduced at that period. So we know those, those supports work when they're and they're effective and they're largely gone.
0: Um, Councillor Galvin and Councillor Foley um, have encouraged the Gardaí Garda- to bring in um, a, um, a system called uh, Beat on the Street where there's a, a larger guard presence and it has improved jo, there's no question or doubt about that but it can't stop there because uh, it's about time that we tackle this issue. I think that the issue could be solved, but it will take um, a wide variety of people from a broad spectrum across the community to work together, as Councillor Kylie said, um, and actually uh, fix this problem. And I have a off myself, and I have to agree with all the business people in every field, that like, there has been an element of people... Uh, as Councillor Galvin put it, loitering, but not just only loitering, but intimidating people, spitting at them, unfortunately, um, name-calling, and uh, jeering people, and generally frightening people. And with this COVID situation, everything has escalated. They don't feel safe to go They don't feel safe on the streets because they're being intimidated.
1: Right, so there you go. Some of the reaction we have received over the last few weeks on the show to antisocial behaviour. So if you're a parent of a child. What do you do to cope with it? How can you connect with your son or daughter? Aileen Hickey from ParentLine is with me right now. Morning to you, Aileen. Good morning. So obviously from the perspective of a parent who is struggling with a teen or preteen that might be causing havoc at home and in the community, really difficult and lots of parents... Don't want that to happen. Uh, They don't ignore it. They're trying to deal with it. But how can they do that?
3: Well, first of all, I I mean, I have to say, I think probably one of the worst things that you can do is is brand young people as, um, you know, as they have been branded recently as kind of covid Delinquents, um, or you know, or that sort of thing, and it, it's just not helpful. I mean, I think what parents have to remember is that young people have a developmental need to interact, um, and they have had months of practically no socialisation. And you know, while parents have had a hugely difficult um, and very challenging year, and I can attest to that with, with five kids of my own, um, you, you do have to remember that there is a, also a huge sense of loss. Uh, for teenagers, you know, for lost opportunities and lo- lost rights of passage, and in some ways, I think they they probably have had a, a, a disproportional, um disproportionately affected by by COVID and by and by the the restrictions. And um, so, I think you have to remember all of that. And you know, when you do remember that, uh, you know, try and remember that. So, that in, in a way that you're not going to be critical of them. You know, the you for support and communication. Um but you know, I suppose, you know, what you have to remember is that you know. There, there is a huge amount of antisocial behaviour going on currently, um that would be, you know, I suppose both outside the home and inside the home. I mean, there is, you know, anti-antisocial behaviour outside the home has been obviously, you know, the, you know, I suppose the threatening behaviours and the vandalism, um, and there are lots of, um, there are lots of redress to that. I mean, you know, the, the Gardaí had a certain amount of redress under the Criminal Justice Act of 2006. You know, with um, you know, with ASBOs and with um, antisocial warnings and that sort of thing. Um, And we, in in ParentLine, we have certain programs that we can put in place to help parents if their children are being angry and aggressive and Okay, and so um, let's take it the practically
1: then that, you know, most parents will be mortified to get a knock on the door, for example, from the local mm-hmm. Garda, and if the local Garda is you know, doing his or her job the way you might like, that first knock on the door may well be a conversational one where the Garda says to mum or dad, listen... Junior here is causing problems in the community. A word to the wise, I'm going to give you an opportunity to deal with it internally before it goes any further. You would hope that that does happen to some extent. So, well, that,
3: that is what happens. I mean, I think you know that, that is what the do. Is that you know there is a warning first. It's an antisocial, uh, an antisocial behaviour warning, um, and you know that that's very much a communication between the the guards and the parents and and right. the parents and the child. So, so
1: Aileen, we're not talking here about the very small minority of parents who couldn't care less about that. We're talking yeah. about the vast majority who would be mortified.
3: Absolutely, yes. Yeah, that. I mean, so how
1: can what can they do practically? to deal with a teenager who's behaving like that?
3: Well, again, you know, I mean, they can either work in consultation with the guards because the guards would organise meetings to discuss the child's antisocial behaviour. Now, again, trying to get a child to attend one of those meetings, you know, might be difficult to itself. And as, and as you just said, referred to there, you know, I mean, I suppose there's a huge sense of kind of um, stigma and shame, uh, you know, about the fact that your, your, your child is behaving, you know, in, in this kind of manner. Look, you know, it, 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 at the end of the day, it comes, it, it comes down to the, the three basic points, which are talk, guide, and teach. You know that it, it's kind of the basis for everything. It's not always easy, particularly when it comes to teenagers, because it can be difficult. First of all, to get them to interact with you as a parent and to interact with the, with the rest of the family. Um, but you know, it, 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 you know, I suppose. What, what you know, what the, the really good guidance would be would be to you know to, to try and you know get your child to enter a, into a sort of a, a good behaviour contract for want of a better word, um, with you so that things don't reach the next level. I mean, you, you certainly don't want to reach the stage where there is, um, you, you know, where the guards are going to put um, uh, an ASCO in place, you know, an ASCO being an anti-social behaviour order in place. Um, yeah, it's just that's just things uh, to a new level. Uh,
1: we've discussed this in so much detail over the last while on the show because it is unfortunately a, a big issue in Limerick and yeah. other parts of the country as well. We're talking to Aileen Hickey from Parentline but it certainly occurred to us when we were chatting about this last week here in the office that you know you are dealing with, beyond the cliche, parents who are tearing their hair out about mm-hmm. the behaviour of their pre-teens and teens and it's causing massive stress To them, you know, they don't want their teenager behaving in that way, but they may well be at a complete loss about how to stop it.
3: Well, you know, a lot of them are at a complete loss, you know, as in with all aspects of parenting. I mean, you know, we have taken, you know, we we had a huge surge in calls in 2020 as compared to 2019. We were up 40% last year. A lot of the uh, additional calls would have come in relation to parents who were dealing with very angry and aggressive uh, and violent uh, um, children principally between the ages of twelve and eighteen. Um and that was you know not but that was in relation both to trying to keep the those particular um children um to trying to get them to comply with the restrictions and also dealing with their behaviour in the house because suddenly you're in a kind of a you know a, a very much a, a heat situation in a house where there's a lot of people you know living in very uh, close confinement for long periods of time so it wasn't just you know their behaviours outside the home it was behaviours in the home as and, well and
1: by the way I mean, you is hurt. it almost always the case that if someone is acting out in the community they are acting out at home too
3: Well, I mean, look, I I, I couldn't say that as, 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 you know, across the board. But, you know, it it would generally, from from the calls that we get, the parents who were having huge amounts of difficulties with the children in the family home in terms of aggressive behaviours, violent behaviours, manipulation, verbal abuse, controlling behaviours, damage to property, um, a lot of that, you know, they would also be enacting that outside of the family home. A lot of them wouldn't, you know, because there is a lot of the whole, you know, the street... Devil and house angel or street angel and house devil, you know. So they don't. It, 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 you know, it, it isn't a given, but just because they're doing, you know, displaying a particular behaviour within the family home, that they're going to be displaying that that behaviour outside but, but the family it, home.
1: Isn't it also the case that in extreme circumstances, you know, teenagers and some of whom, by the time they're fifteen, 15, 16, are, for example, men physically, that they can be physically violent towards their parents in the home. But,
3: but, well, actually, I, I, this is, was a huge issue for us last year. So, you know, this is child-to-parent violence. So, you know, child-to-parent violence, you know, it takes in a huge amount of behaviours. I just referred to some of them there, and some of them can be, you know, verbal abuse, emotional abuse, um, you know, controlling behaviours, manipulation, intimidation. But it can get physical and it can get violent. And, you know, I mean, I'm not saying it's kind of like, you know, the 15-year-old young fella throwing his mother up against the fridge door every night of the week. But, or you
1: know, his but father. But
3: there are... There can be a lot of very physical behaviours and it can get very violent. And parents are, some parents um, are in fear in their own home. They're afraid of their own children in their own home. And it is domestic violence because, you know, I think there is this, um, there is this view that domestic violence is always violence that, um, you know, in a romantic setting as in in that, you know, it's it's partner, you know, it's partner to partner. While domestic violence is actually is actually um any sort of violence that takes place in a domestic setting, a huge part of that is child to parent violence. It's just not really recognised yeah. as that because again it carries a huge sense of, of of shame and stigma and there's a huge amount of silence that surrounds it because no parent wants to put their hand up, you know, to the fact that their child is you know, either um, causing them injury or making them afraid that they will cause them an injury. So, you know, it's not something that they want to go announcing no. to their neighbours uh. or their
1: sister or their friend. So, um, you mentioned you have a number of programmes in place. I know, for example, that the contacts to parent line went up 500% between 2019 and 2020, which gives yeah, you some but, sense so, yeah, of the
3: impact. So, I mean, our, our calls were up 40%, but it, our... our Request for a particular program, which is our non-violent resistance program. The non-violent resistance program is specifically to deal with child-parent violence. Yes, um, it's, so, it's an absolutely can, fantastic program. But the the um, the we put five hundred percent more program in place last year than we had done any other year.
1: Can you give me the parent line number, please?
3: Yeah, so oh one eight seven three three five hundred oh one eight seven three three five hundred, and our lines are open between ten in the morning and nine in the evening, Monday to Thursday. 10 in the morning until 4 in the afternoon on Friday we've an excellent website I will say as well the Parentline website if anyone's
1: looking for more information on any of this very good okay well listen thank you very much hope that helps uh, some of the parents listening this morning that's Aileen Hickey from Parentline Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95 Let's talk business with Ford Lease hassle free vehicle leasing search Ford Lease to find out more